It's impossible if you think it's gonna be an easy road. It's impossible if you think that people are gonna give you handouts on your way to get there. And what's also impossible if you think anybody's gonna understand why you are going for those goals because they will never understand. They are never gonna understand why it is that you do what you do because they couldn't do it themselves. They have their own goals. They have their own things that they wanna do and they couldn't possibly comprehend what you are doing or why you feel the way you do with it's you that's done the sacrificing. Goals are easy to write down. They're easy. Goals are actually easy to maintain as well as long as you stay focused, you don't let outside attractions sway you, you remove your own bullshit, you keep yourself accountable, and the biggest part about it is continuously let yourself evolve as you get closer and closer to that goal. If you do that, I promise you, you will see that goal get brighter and brighter until one day you hold it in your hand and then you decide what's next. This is the Savage Hour Podcast. We take you inside the mind of fighters, athletes, and entrepreneurs. Don't miss an episode. Follow and subscribe. One of the biggest problems that we have with maintaining goals is that we lose sight of what the goal is once the honeymoon phase is over. What I mean by that is a lot of us write these ideas and we write these things down that we want to do, but in reality is once we actually put our foot down and start doing it, we realize, oh my God, I don't have the tools to be able to acquire this, and then we stop. Or as soon as it gets hard or there's pushback, we, we find another route to do something else because we don't have the answer. And I think that's part of what makes goal achieving so valuable. It teaches us that if you set a goal, you don't know how you're gonna make it work, but you have to develop the tools to be able to achieve that. And like fighting, for an example, is when you first start out with it, you have no idea what it's gonna to take to become a fighter. And I'm gonna use this as, as a story because one of my athletes just went through this. And if you don't know what tools you need to acquire to achieve your goal, it's gonna be really hard to stay motivated when you realize that you have to fail over and over and over again. And then you get tested with the idea of, do I really wanna keep doing this? And that's what I mean by the honeymoon phase. You know, when it's just an idea, it's easy for us to be excited about it. When you start the initial process, it's easy to say, hey, this is, this is awesome. But as it goes on and as the process gets longer, we stop losing that, that initial excitement, that initial passion for it because things get tougher and what made it exciting was is no longer as as the motive for driving what we want to do it for you know if i want to be a, a world champion well i think i know what it takes to be a world champion but in reality if i already knew what it took to be a world champion i would already have the tools and i would already be doing those things to become a world champion if not already be one so when we get athletes I'm gonna tell the story um, because this can relate to everything. When we get an athlete that comes in with no experience and they say, hey, I wanna be a professional fighter, and I ask them, I said, hey, um, how much experience do you have? And they say, well, I don't have any. I said, okay, well, it's gonna be a long road, but follow the process and we'll see where this goes. I can't promise you it's gonna be a, a, a blossoming career for you. I can't, I can't promise you anything. What I can promise you is that it is gonna be a long road, and what you think it is, and what it is is going to be two different things. You know, we see people on on TV, and we get the you know the hand raised, and all the people, the crowds run into them, all the money. And in reality, what it takes to get to that 
is a whole long process of pain and uh, heartbreak and letdown. Um, and that's if you're lucky, if you even get to that stage. Um, I had one of my students recently uh, come to me three and a half years ago. This kid, this kid Cody Davis, came to me three and a half years ago and he walked into my gym, small guy, and he said, hey, I want to be, be a fighter. And I remember, I remember asking, I said, well, what experience do you have? He goes, well, I played baseball in college. So in, in perspective, that, yeah, he's an athlete, but that doesn't really translate to anything fighting. So I said, okay, sign up for group classes and let's see if we can you know, turn you into something where at least maybe we can get an amateur fight and see where this goes. Cody is one of those guys that he said, okay, I want to do this. He has never made an excuse, he's never complained, he's never done anything for the three and a half years I've been training him. Cody is one of these guys that, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm using him as, as a direct uh, example, but this is what it takes and this is the reality. He works overnight so that way he can spend his days training. He gets off work at 7 a.m., goes to the boxing gym by 8 a.m., comes to the gym where I'm at, does a private lesson with our head jiu-jitsu coach at 10 a.m., does our team training at 12. Then he takes a nap, takes you know probably a longer nap, because then he comes back in the evening to do technique classes at 7 p.m. He does that so that way he can go um, train, eat, shower, and then he goes to work. This has been his cycle of routine for the last three and a half years, time and time again. I tell him, I need you to work on this element, he spends the time working on that. I say, I need you to do this, he does that, exactly. There is no questions. He set his goals. That was three years ago, three and a half years ago. We did his first fight, he got that out of the way, I said, is this something that you wanna do? He goes, absolutely. I said, great, let's keep on doing, we gotta keep building. As an amateur, he became, it was undefeated, seven wins in three and a half years. He became the first ever California flyweight three-time state champion. And this is a kid that had no experience, zero experience, but he wanted this goal. This was something that he wanted to keep driving himself to be motivated every single day. He knew he had to learn striking. He knew he had to learn the boxing and kickboxing sides of it. He had to learn wrestling. He had to learn jujitsu. I said, here's what we have to do. I need you competing in wrestling tournaments. I need you competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments. I need you competing in boxing matches, kickboxing matches. That is the only way we're gonna develop and acquire the right tools for us to get on this path where other people are already ahead of you when they start. You're already beginning at a deficit because you don't have a wrestling background. You don't have a striking background. So we are playing catch up. Now, because he just decided this is my goal and I'm not gonna make excuses of why I can't do this goal, I'm gonna do whatever it takes for me to get there. He is now out wrestling elite wrestlers. He's out striking elite strikers. He's going against guys that on paper should be better than him. They should be able to beat him. But because of his work ethic, his drive, and his refusal to make excuses of why he can't do it or why he can't show up to a practice, He's removed those because his motivation for maintaining his goals have never shifted. If anything, now he's got a work ethic and a habit that matches what his goals were. So as he gets closer and closer to these things, the way he drives and the way he works into it has actually become stronger.
And that's what we all need to do with our goals. If you want to maintain your goals, just because you're pursuing it doesn't mean that the way you pursue it isn't going to change because it is. Once you develop new tools, you're realizing that I have to do it a new way. I have to constantly keep reevaluating the way I approach my goals. You know, we had a conversation and, and I remember it was like, well, where are we going to go with this? Are we going to keep fighting amateur? Are we going to travel to the state, the country and just fight the best amateurs? Or are we eventually going to make, make it to that next leap? We're going to go from the amateur level to a professional fighter. And to me, as a coach and as a retired fighter, I look at his work ethic because you could be a great fighter, but if you don't have the work ethic of what it takes to go from somebody that's a hobbyist, an amateur fighter as a hobbyist, to a professional athlete, if you're not ready to make that change or if you're already not doing that, then there's no point in you making that shift. You know, you're not going to make big money uh, in, in, your, in your early years as a professional fighter. Hell, you're not going to make any money even going through your career as a fighter unless you're lucky. This is something he's wanted from day one. As a coach, this is something that was really cool for me because I've been coaching for a long time, but this athlete, this fighter is actually the first one that has walked through my doors that has sustained what he said he wanted from day one. And that said, I want to learn this from the ground floor and I want to become a professional fighter. He is my first athlete that I have taken from zero experience, zero, to not only going through the amateur ranks, but to going pro. And through his travels, he, he claimed numerous championship titles. And he's got probably most of the country looking at him as a prospect now. We recently just went to Florida uh, to make his professional debut. You know, a lot of times we think, oh my God, it's a professional fighter. We had to pay for just about everything for that fight. Meaning we paid for our own flights. We're in the middle of a pandemic. The shows aren't even covering all these things. There's no, there's no events in California. There's no events on the West Coast. We said, listen, if this is what you want to do, this is an investment in your professional career now. You're already fighting for free as an amateur. So we might as well take that step. If this is what we want to do, let's take another risk. Let's go to Florida. Let's fight another top guy. But now this is actually building into your professional career because once you go pro, all your amateur fights are gone. Your state championship titles are gone. Nobody cares about that. You start off 0-0, zero wins, zero losses. And he was excited for it. There was not even a question about it. In fact, this kid, we had a conversation. This, this is a very interesting topic. His job originally didn't want to give him the time off to go out to Florida during the pandemic. His job didn't want to give him the time off. And I said, well, you know, I, I want you to be smart about what your decision making is because if we go take this fight and you come back and you don't have a job, we're not really in a job market right now to where you can just go get whatever you want. And it was a very easy decision for him. He said, yeah, I get it, but I can't let this pass, my, pass me by. I'm willing to take that risk. If I have to get another job, I get another job. I'm taking this fight. So think about that. This kid was willing to give up his job, was willing to pay for the fight, and it didn't matter because his goals are still the same as when he first started. He's maintaining what, he, what he's been doing this whole time. To him, this is, I've already done so much. I'm not gonna stop now. It's time to crank it up. That's where his mindset was at. We just went out to Florida. We fought a very tough kid that on paper, again, should be better than Cody. For three rounds, Cody put it on him. He beat him in striking, he beat him in wrestling, and he won by unanimous decision. Made some mistakes, but that's perfectly okay. 
It's his first professional fight. It's this other kid's third. This other kid has international experience. He's traveled around the world competing and fighting. But Cody's relentless drive for his goals that he set from day one have not only maintained, but they've enhanced with every sacrifice he has taken. And that's what has to happen. We have to be able to say, okay, why do I want this as my goal? And am I really willing to do what it takes to get it? That's the only way you're gonna maintain it. It's impossible if you think it's gonna be an easy road. It's impossible if you think that people are gonna give you handouts on your way to get there. And what's also impossible if you think anybody's gonna understand why you are going for those goals because they will never understand. They are never gonna understand why it is that you do what you do because they couldn't do it themselves. They have their own goals. They have their own things that they wanna do and they couldn't possibly comprehend what you are doing or why you feel the way you do with it's you that's done the sacrificing. Goals are easy to write down. They're easy. Goals are actually easy to maintain as well as long as you stay focused, you don't let outside attractions sway you, you remove your own bullshit, you keep yourself accountable, and the biggest part about it is Continuously let yourself evolve as you get closer and closer to that goal. If you do that, I promise you, you will see that goal get brighter and brighter until one day you hold it in your hand and then you decide what's next. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and follow us across the social media platforms. Remember, live life as a champion.